And we're back, guys. It's Money Talks. Jacob here with uh, Jarrett and Michael, CFPs, um, from the studio here at Hensler Financial. Send us your questions. Uh, we just jumped off the election, uh, but send us your questions. You can email drgene at hensler.com or call our hotline at 1-855-429-9166. And we do have a question here. Guys, um, from our good friend Marjorie in Carroll County, um, she says uh, her husband has part of his re- retirement account with Vanguard, currently holds part of it in the Vanguard 500 fund and part in the Ginny May fund. Um, they're not so pleased with the Ginny May. Um, what would be a good alternative within the Vanguard family, um, within these with these funds, we are particularly inter- inter- oh, interested in growth and variety and are less concerned with security, which is taken care of elsewhere. So uh, it sounds like they have some funds elsewhere. It looks like they also have um, some rental properties that they used to own, which kind of brought about the interest in real estate. So just kind of right off the bat, the Ginny May fund, that's a that's a mortgage-backed uh, securities fund. Mm-hmm. So not necessarily direct exposure to real estate sort of if you look at the bond opportunity out there you yeah. look at like a bond index index fund mm-hmm. right now you're looking at one percent we yeah. actually own some mortgage-backed securities just because the yield is there but mm-hmm. we're in a yield start environment unless right. it's sort of money that you need mm-hmm. for liquidity in the near future well, uh, we're not buying bonds at all, really. That, that is key here that I think we should probably touch on for Marjorie because I would ask, you know, why, why if you have, you know, other other income sources and, you know, you're less concerned with security because you've got that taken care of elsewhere, I, I'm not sure that having the, the fixed income exposure, because, again, like you said, Jacob, we use that for coverage of people's liquidity needs because we don't want that being exposed to the market. Uh, we, we would rather it be available to them and, and liquid enough that they'd be able to sell it and get the money when they need it. But if you don't have liquidity needs and if that's already taken care of, uh, especially if you're much more interested in, in growth and variety, then you know it's, it's maybe better, even though in the short term it could suffer a little bit more, to, to have that exposure for the long run and things that you would experience more growth in. Uh, but there's also some other considerations with owning these funds that may be overexposed greatly right now, especially from tech standpoint. Yeah, there's a lot to touch on. So just first and foremost, if we had someone come in that owned a bond fund, right, and they wanted mm-hmm. to get more growth exposure, we wouldn't do that immediately. In fact, exactly. sort of the way that we're talking about market conditions right now, we're not trying to add equity risk. If anything, we're reducing equity risk within our equity portfolios. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's that aspect. But as far as just speaking to where could you look for a din- additional diversification opportunities. Mm-hmm. I'd be looking first at adding some emerging market exposure, which it sounds like she's trying to get, you know, incrementally yeah. more aggressive here. So mm-hmm. maybe averaging in over the next, you know, year or two into some emerging markets exposure, mm-hmm. um, potentially. Um, but to your point, Jarrett, in owning that Vanguard 500 fund, it's completely passive. Mm-hmm. And if we look at, Basically, the way the S&P is structured, growth has been massively outperforming mm-hmm. value. Yep. In fact, we have another couple of questions that sort of asking <laughs> that. So w- let's get into it, though. At An opportunity there would be if you want to stay at Vanguard, mm-hmm. start to shift some of that um, 
S&P 500 fund into some equity income positions, maybe even small and mid cap funds um, Mm -hmm. there, which have more attractive valuations. Well, that'd be a good idea even with the GNMA, right? Because that to us, if, if you want to be conservative, conservative to us doesn't mean you go by fixed income necessarily. Again, you want to do that for coverage over your liquidity needs. But for, for clients that may not have that and they want to be conservative, at, at y'all's direction, Jacob, in, in research, I'm normally looking to buy things, you know, like the General Mills and the Southern Companies and, and AT&T or Walmart, Procter & Gamble. These things that, you know, they're almost like a bond. In fact, we saw a huge uptick in, in growth even over the past couple of years because of the interest rate environment where fixed income or traditional fixed income investors were moving to those types of investments because, it acts a lot like a bond. They're very stable. They pay a very nice dividend, and they're not going to suffer abnormally during downturns because, mm-hmm. you know, the products and, and the business that they're in. And so that, to me, if, if you don't have the liquidity needs and you want to be conservative, I'm not sure I would be looking in the fixed income direction at all right now. I would be looking more so uh, in, like I said, the Procter & Gamble's, the Walmart's, the General Mills, the yeah. Yeah, and equity I think, income, like you said. I think – I think – Right now is the time for active management to shine. Definitely. We've seen mm-hmm. a huge uptick in volatility. We're sort of on a razor's edge economically. Are we in a recovery? Could we see mm-hmm. you know, a double dip recession? Yeah. A lot of moving parts here. And what we've seen basically of late is U.S. large cap growth has destroyed everything. Yeah. So if you own the S&P 500 and you just wrote it, you've done pretty well. Mm-hmm. But growth has massively outperformed value. U.S. securities have massively outperformed international securities. And now's the time to start repositioning your portfolio mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. away from those. And also, just passive as a whole is outperformed active for mm-hmm. a decade now because it has been the momentum names that continue to uh, gain steam and mm-hmm. see these multiples expand going from you know a 15 P.E. to a 35 P.E. Mm-hmm. on nothing necessarily fundamental it's a great time to start capturing those gains and getting more active focusing Mm -hmm. more on quality uh stocks that are going to be able to survive what's going on right now now you're probably way overexposed to things that maybe you wouldn't want to be if you had a, a portfolio full of stocks for instance i mean you can't do any rebalancing within the etf so if you wanted a 15 percent exposure to it but because that's a sector that's done so well maybe within that etf I don't know what the Vanguard 500 is exactly, but let's say it's now 30% because of the run that that's been on. Well, in our active management process, we can reduce the exposure to that sector if we wanted to. But within those passive securities, like you're saying, Jacob, you can't do the rebalancing. No one is actually managing that. And so you end up being overexposed to sectors like IT, for instance, that you know, for all we know could suffer worse in the short term. And then those losses are going to be more painful because you were overexposed. And so I agree with you completely. While, while that strategy has worked well up until this point, it's probably a good time to move away from some of that if, if you can, uh, assuming there's not massive tax implications in doing so or something, uh, and, and get into what is going to allow you to, to extract more quality that maybe isn't going to get us hurt uh, if we do enter into a tougher time or just a different time even. Yeah, it's it's like going to the grocery store and buying the same basket of groceries every time, no matter what the price is. Yeah, you wouldn't yeah. do that. You'd look for sales. Exactly. And and yeah. we we did have another sort of related question. We continue to kind of harp on this point, but we've had Amber ask, why shouldn't I just buy Apple and Amazon? We also had Andrew from Sandy Springs ask, uh, it looks like the recovery has just been five stocks: Apple, Amazon, Microsoft, Alphabet. 
and Facebook, basically the fangs. Well, yeah, if you look at the year-to-date returns for the market, they explain the entire thing. The reality is, like I was talking about before, if you look at the multiples, you've seen some of these stocks double in what they're trading relative to the earnings. The earnings haven't grown yeah. to justify the current price. You're also seeing levels of the top 5% of stocks mm-hmm. are more of the S&P 500 than even in the tech bubble. Yeah. And if you look what happened in, in the tech bubble, it got very concentrated at the top. Mm-hmm. As far as large cap growth, mostly tech-oriented names, you had sure. Microsoft, GE, Intel, Cisco, and Lucent. When the tech bubble popped, those mm-hmm. stocks returned negative 55%, negative 53%, negative 62%, negative 75%, and negative 90% respectively. Mm-hmm. So when we talk about growth versus value, we got a lot of those similar conditions mm-hmm. back in 2000. There's... In fact, growth has outperformed relative to value by more than in the tech bubble. Mm-hmm. Granted, it's more high-quality names. Apple's not the same as Pets.com, right. but the valuation disparity is huge. Mm-hmm. And one of the unique things that we, as we're looking back at that, so we look at back, we had this huge divide between performance of growth and value. Mm-hmm. Well, what actually happened is most of the return for that next decade was explained by dividends. So if you had repositioned your portfolio the market only returned, you know, four or five percent mm-hmm. from 2000 to 2010, right? right? But it was all dividends. That was completely your return. I was blown away when you showed me that a while back. That from 20, 2000 to 2009 or 10, your complete return was just dividends. Yeah. So people's what, memories are short. We're and not. That's why they're asking about right. these stocks right now because they're the hot stocks and that's what they want to be in. But they don't need to to be overexposed. True. Yeah. Point. Exactly. Yeah. We can't harp on that enough. Reposition work. Hire a manager, reposition your portfolio towards value. Uh, there's a lot of attractive. The whole market's not overvalued. Just some of the names. Mm-hmm. Well, that's gonna that's gonna wrap it up for today, guys. Market up or down this next week? It's going up from here, I think. I hope I hope it's up. Up. Let's keep going up. <laughs> that's right. All right, that's been Money Talks. Thanks. All material presented is from sources believed to be reliable and current, but accuracy cannot be guaranteed. The contents are intended for general information purposes only. Information provided should not be the sole basis in making any decision and is not intended to replace the advice of qualified professionals, such as tax consultants, insurance advisor, or attorney. Although this material is designed to provide accurate and authoritative information with respect to the subject matter, it may not apply in all situations. This is not to be construed as an offer to buy or sell any financial instruments. It is not our intention to state, indicate, or imply in any manner that current or past results are indicative of future profitability or expectations. Portfolio holdings discussed are subject to change. There is no guarantee that in the future these securities will be held in the Hensler accounts. As with all investments, there are associated inherent risks. Please obtain and review all financial material carefully before investing. Hensler is not licensed to offer or sell insurance products. This overview is not to be construed as an offer to purchase any insurance products.